0: On the 96th episode of Fantasy Lens, we go over some season-long predictions, talk about some players who should start or sit, Brian and Anthony try to win John's heart, Brian tries to beat the clock in his two-minute drill, and of course, we give you our Boys of the Week. Let's start the show.
1: Welcome to Fantasy Lens. We did it. We finally made it to week one of the regular season, unlike Jarek McKinnon, who got... Ouch. Yeah, sorry. Ouch. Uh, Starting hard. Wow. Gotta do it. Uh, Who got non-contact knee injury, which quickly turned into a full-on ACL tear.
0: Non-contact injuries, you know, are always the worst. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so he's out for the season. Um, Mixed between Breda and Morris. We can get into that later. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's painful way to start the the show and the season. So, um,
2: yeah. yeah, Tommy, um, in our fantasy league drafted him in what the third or fourth and bell was his first pick. So his season starting off with his top running backs, one gun for the season. The other one refuses to report for, uh, practice so far wow. this week. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, he's got to be nervous before it even starts. <laughs> that,
0: and th- th- was he able to get Breda or Morris?
2: He got Morris.
0: All right, so he got one of the two at least. So which is good. So that's, you know... Yeah.
2: Another guy in our league who... Uh, Dave, who... Um, who was always sitting on the, the waiver in free agency. Picked up Morris, dropped him, picked up Breda, dropped him, picked up Morris, dropped him, then picked up Breda. He, de- he couldn't decide which one he wanted. And he finally stuck with Breda.
0: <laughs> wow. That's, uh, and you guys have a fab budget, right? No, uh, no. transaction Tran- limit. Oh,
2: transaction limit. Oh, transaction what? How limit, many? Li- yeah. How many, um. 50. It's pretty high. i say yeah, that's, that's pretty that's
0: high. It. But still, I mean, that's like, what, four transactions? Like five yeah, transactions? Yeah, before it even started. The <laughs> season hasn't even started yet. Oh, wow. That's, um. Whatever. He got, I guess he got the guy he wanted, so. It's gonna be a little more Yeah.
2: Warm. Well, let's talk about that. Which guy would you want?
0: Um. I like. I like Morris. I'm not saying a a lot more than Breda. I don't like, I don't think I like either of them too, too much, but I just think I've seen even, I mean, obviously the Dallas Cowboys have a great, uh, offensive line and Morris was able to use that, um, when he did get playing time without Elliott, but I just think Morris is a, just a stronger runner. Um, I think they like his veteran leadership and I think he'll at least get the, I think he'll see more touches to start. So I've, if it was me, I mean, I like Morris, um, but if he has a good first game or two, I would look to try and trade, uh, sell, any you know, sell high on him and get what you can.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's, I guess, it would be pretty hard for him to put up a full season, kind of at his age and where his carry totals have been the last few years. So if he goes off for a couple hundred yard games. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see that week 10, 11.
0: Yeah, so you got to get with what... – I think, honestly, either of them. Like, if you have Breda or Morris and you and they have a good start, I would look
1: to trade high on, on both of those players. Any, any... – Well, uh, I like Morris better just because he's a bit bigger than Breda. Breda's a little bit undersized, so I don't think he'd be able to do a full season of, you know, 20 carries a game or whatever. But, again, Morris is, you know, older – has a lot more uh, wear on his tires, so definitely a uh, a uh, trade and pump and dump kind of candidate there. Yeah, you really hope that they go off
0: early, like that's your that's your best scenario, and then you can trade them for someone. I mean, we had a guy on Twitter saying that someone was offering some uh, Tate Golden Tate for Morris. Now, again, we're not really big into trading prior to the season. Um, I would like to see what. Maybe you get out of Morris before you make that trade. Um, because I think- Golden Tate's a pretty good, pretty no, good I know. And, return for him. I think, I think that the league he's in is a 10 team league and he pretty much is set at all of his positions and Tate is just like a, you know, like a bench player right now for him. Yeah. So I good. would, I would want to see what you can get out of Morris because maybe if he does have a good week one, week two, you could package him with someone else and get someone even better than Tate.
1: You know? I don't know. I, I, I think, just- I think if it's right there, You kind of – I think you should take it because they're both – I mean, Morris is unknown right now. He could suck for all we know, and then you got a good deal. And I think anyways, Tate's close to the ceiling of return that you would get for him anyway. You're not getting a top 10 receiver. You're getting like a 15 to 24.
0: Well, let me me preface. I'm sorry. I should have said it's a standard scoring league, no PPR. So I think that lowers Tate's value a bit. And raises Morris's value a bit because he's more of just a runner, not really a reception, you know, you know, running back. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, everyone's going to have their own thoughts on this. Um, Brian, do you have any thoughts or no?
2: On um, the trade you mentioned? Yeah, like or? Morris
0: versus Tate. Like, would you do that now? Would you wait? Would you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would do that now. I think Tate's a good return for Morris if somebody's offering it already. I guess it depends what your, the rest of your team, if, all right, so if McKinnon was a big part of your team um, and you just don't have the running back depth, that's the only way I don't take a trade like that because John's right. I don't know what Morris is going to be or Breda. It's tough when you had a clear cut, number one, and then that guy goes down because it's usually really hard to predict yeah. uh, what's going to happen next. I mean – when Terrence West went down in Baltimore and had a little injury, not even a big injury, like, did anybody think it was going to be Alex Collins? Was like, did we had Buck Allen for a little bit? Of course, yeah. It was just a few weeks of just, like, what the hell's going to, like, what's going on here, who's running it, and then Alex Collins came out of nowhere. So I think when there's not a clear guy, you, you have no clue if there if there's just going to be one guy that comes out of nowhere to take it.
0: That that's very fair. And Dalton, if you're listening, um, there you go. Two to one of us in the podcast say make that trade for T. So, even though I think I answered and sort of was my gave my response, but whatever. Listen, that's why you should follow and listen.
1: You should tell him to listen on Twitter because if you tell him to listen right here, he's already listening i know that okay i'm saying it for other people for, <laughs> okay for other people well they're already listening too. hopefully
0: don't not the only one maybe who listening to this podcast there are others or you know whatever so
1: um all right let's get on to uh some more negative news i guess we're just going away uh... from brian's don't be negative <laughs> mantra from, from like a few a few days ago because we are doing it on a steamy labor day getting we're me and Anthony are already sweating. I'm sure Brian's already sweating because he already sweats.
0: And I don't sweat a lot. I'm not. Bar- I'm, I'm in a tank top and barely moving, and I'm
2: still sweating. Yeah, I'm a big sweater. It's a hot one out there. It is. It's um. And it's this like is like five inches from the sun.
0: And like we were saying before, this is the only room in the house that doesn't really get the the coolness from the air conditioners. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice during the winter time. Not so good, you know, early on in the season or preseason. Mm-hmm. But we'll deal with it. So John, let's go with more
1: negative. Oh, negative stuff. Okay. Um. I guess Martavius Bryant probably not a surprise cut cuz he was facing a suspension and he was having problems with the Raiders all preseason but he got cut and to replace him they picked they signed Brandon LaFell which that shows you how far he's fallen and by fallen I mean people raised Bryant
0: up to these standards that he's never hit and yeah it's, I think it's it's the
1: receivers leaving Pittsburgh just, like, falling off a cliff thing that we've seen over and over again.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah. Um,
2: a couple made it. What's Antonio Holmes and Plaxico Bears, but besides that, it, I mean, Santona's, the wide receiver factory.
1: Yeah, Holmes was good for one season on the Jets, and then, and then he Thomas just, fell like,
0: off. he just gave up. And Mike Wallace never really, you know, got back what he did in that, that year or two for Pittsburgh. I mean, he had, like, okay seasons, but nothing like he had in Pittsburgh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's time to stop you know, Martavius Bryant may grab on somewhere else, but it's done. We're done talking about this Martavius Bryant. Last year, everybody was talking him up, saying this is the guy. He's going to be awesome. He's finally back, blah, blah, blah. No. No more Martavius Bryant. So,
2: I'm, Yeah, I I'm haven't done. been in on him for years. Um, it just hasn't shown anything, whatever. You catch eight touchdowns or something, whatever he did that one year, a bunch of long catches, and that's it. And then you're supposed to have a good career. Even after you consistently don't show anything every year. I never understood why people are so high on him in fantasy every year.
0: I don't know, but I think that finally, obviously he's been cut, not on a team. We can stop talking about him after this. Until the Patriots sign him. Yeah, and then he becomes a fucking thousand yard receiver.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, alright. I guess on another wide receiver that was kind of a surprising cut, Corey Coleman. He was the, the, uh, the Blaine child on Hard Knocks got shipped off to Buffalo, and even with their dearth of wide receiving talent, they cut him too.
0: Yeah, it's um. I mean, apparently he must be. I mean, a really big headache. I mean, because he does. He did show some skill in his rookie season before he got hurt. So, and he's still very young. So, yeah, second year, he's gotta be really. Um, really big headache for him, them, you know, for Buffalo, like a place that has Kelvin Benjamin and Zay Jones as their starting receivers. And
1: Jeremy Curley. Uh,
0: okay, fine. Yeah, he actually had decent weeks with 49 uh, nine. But anyway, um,
2: yeah. He's supposedly out of shape too. Um, he has. I mean, that's just what I've heard is he hasn't really been in good shape in camp and in preseason. So that could play into it, I guess. If you're a headache, you're not in good shape. um just not really doing much for yourself there. You gotta. You were just like, you haven't done anything in the league yet. You gotta actually try to make the team. Yeah, it, it baffles me
0: that these players, some players like, like like a Corey Coleman, they get drafted into the league, they get drafted pretty high. Um, you know they're touted, they they, like they need to produce, and then they just fucking get lazy. Like they get one contract, and then they're gonna live off that contract. Like you gotta. You gotta do something and you're gonna be gone. And you're gonna be fucking coaching like Pee Wee League football in five years. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's, damn. No, but it's true. How many of these people, players flame out because they get lazy? Because or they
1: it's just that... like they're, they're in between college and NFL players.
2: Yeah, but Col- Coleman had scale. Like, yeah, he had some talent. That's what I'm saying. Like, he
0: had talent. Like, this, it's gonna suck, like, when he flames out, uh, because, you know he was lazy, like that's that's fucking ridiculous, man. You're at this level, you cannot be lazy. You should know that by now. But whatever, can we get off the negativity? Okay,
1: um, on to more cuts now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it doesn't really matter for fantasy purposes, but Brian, you mentioned the Giants cutting Davis Webb, which is even more confusing since they passed up on all the quarterbacks to draft Saquon Barkley in this in this year's draft.
2: Yeah, they were, it was a weird move, especially if since they kept Alex Tanny, who's been in the league since 2012, and I think has gotten a couple snaps in the NFL. Um, I understand he's like not the guy the new guys drafted, but their quarterback situation is shaky as fuck. Like they, I don't know, is there any other team in the league where you're like, ooh. If somebody something happens to their starter, what the hell are they gonna do? Like, they, do they even have a backup? Um, they have the Kyle Oleta they drafted, I think, the fourth round this year, but a fourth round pick from like a mid-major conference Richmond, is think, gonna I get believe, it
0: done? Yeah. What's gonna happen um, is if he gets hurt, they're gonna have to make a trade. Like that's yeah, pretty happen. much.
2: Or just either have to make a trade or throw away the season. They definitely don't want to throw away the season. This um,
0: is, what they'll do is. Um, as long as he's still healthy, and I'm, I'm gonna say, I don't want Eli to get hurt. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Um, but uh, if it happens, watch him get watch him trade for like Sam Bradford, like or something like that. Yeah, yeah, man. One year deal, just get him. They're gonna um, get back the quarterback. Uh,
2: smoking Jay Cutler back out. Oh of
0: man, that's right. Get Cutler. No, nah, that's worse. That's that's much much
2: worse.
1: <laughs> Raiders. Raiders have a pretty weird have had a pretty weird uh, quarterback situation going on with all...
0: They've had a pretty weird offseason well, yeah. going on um, as, you know, under Jake. Uh, God damn it, John Gruden. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, I think that's what's going to happen, though. If he, like, does go down, they're going to have to trade. There's no way they can just like who, slot in whoever they have to, to play
1: quarterback. I mean, the Titans, I don't know who their backup is. Texans, Even like you would think with Watson, they try to get a good backup. Dolphins behind Tannehill. I don't think they have anyone. I don't think the Dolphins have a good starting quarterback. Well, so yeah. let's <laughs> let's let's not worry about their backup. Um, no, I was just trying to go through the the teams in my head. Um, but anyways, since we spoke of the Raiders, let's go on to the Khalil Mack trade. They got two first rounders, a third rounder, and like a sixth rounder, and they sent away Khalil Mack and a second rounder for some reason. I don't I don't get that.
2: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's weird. But I guess if if they had to send away a second to get themselves a first, I don't know.
0: I'll tell you, they're really hoping these Bears are terrible this year, so they can get some good first round <laughs> out of them. But uh, hey, hey, look, they weren't going to give them the money. Like Aaron Donald set the set the what the market you know was going to be for them, and they went. The Bears were like, "We'll go even higher." Yeah, like Donald- there's <laughs> no way that the Raiders were ever keeping Khalil Mack after that Donald signing. There was no way. So. Two first rounders, a third rounder, a sixth rounder. I, I mean, come on. Like, you had to do it, right? Like, no one else was going to give you that. They had to do it.
2: Yeah, well, I guess the second rounder could be, if the Bears are good and the Raiders suck, it could be pretty close to the first rounder, so. So it's actually not bad for the. I, I like the move for the Bears.
0: I know it's a lot of money. Um, they'll have Trubisky on that rookie contract for a while. Um,. So it just bumped up their defense. uh, A defense that I think could be sneaky good before getting Khalil Mack. And, you know, they have an offense that, you know, could be better than I think a lot of people
1: are expecting. Well, yeah, I mean, they have, let's look it up. They have Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, who, you know, high first round pick. Yep. Leonard Floyd, high first round pick from a couple years ago. Don't forget
0: Akeem Hicks, man. Solid player, man. Really good. Uh, underrated, uh, Dan Trevathan, like, uh, on a, I'm staring at John's, uh,
1: John's, uh, computer, but yeah, they got some players. They got some They were, players. and they were top, they were the 10th
2: ranked defense in like pretty much every category, I think, last year, too. Yeah, I think DVOA, they finished 10th. They, they,
0: they so, could be a sneaky
1: team. I mean, it's a tough division. Don't get me wrong, but that division is, could be really good if the Bears continue progressing and like their coaches don't, like are aren't terrible like they have been for the past few years. I know I'm probably gonna regret
0: saying this, but if I like I'm a I'm a kind of, kind of guy who likes weights on defense, which you guys know. I think the Bears would be a great defense to grab if you can get them. I think they're gonna have a lot of sacks <laughs> this year. I'm telling you,
1: but playing six of their games versus the Lions, Vikings, and Packers, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Stafford.
0: Takes yeah, they a lot.
2: definitely won't be a walkover team again this year um, with Mac. It definitely changes everything. Just having a guy like mac on the team um and they're doing the um the new nfl blueprint of stack your roster while you have the rookie quarterback it's just kind of what everyone's been uh doing the last couple years
1: yeah so i mean it's by far the smartest move and then just hopefully by the time your quarterback gets the next deal he's good enough where he can carry, like, a fair amount of the load. Yeah,
0: and that's, I think, what the Raiders sort of screwed up is by giving Derek Carr so much money that they weren't able or really wanted to invest the rest in Khalil Mack and sort of cripple themselves. The Raiders so,
1: did a lot of messed
0: up stuff. Well, that's the Raiders. I mean, even though Al Davis is gone, um, it's still run by a Davis. Why'd you point up? He's probably... Oh, you're right. He probably he's is probably. Down. I You know what, though? He did a lot for the NFL, so maybe part of him's up there. Okay. Um, But... Yeah, they're still run by a Davis, so they they still make Davis like decisions, old <laughs> older Davis like decisions, like not young Al Davis, young, old Al Davis, you know. So it's it's just a Raider way, man. Mark Davis. I don't know. No, I, I didn't say. Oh, uh, his just... hold on. No, 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 no. no. Oh, like I'm okay in his life. I yeah, you. yeah. As I meant old. Yeah. So maybe once they move to Las Vegas, maybe it'll be a different story. <laughs> but as long as they're in California, they're still doing Raider type things. So.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure too sure what they're doing. Could see what the Bears are doing. Not too sure what the Raiders are going for. But
0: yeah, that's what you get with that large Derek Carr contract. Hopefully, he steps up this year. Um, could we, are we done with the negative? I was going to
1: say also some positivity. Do you think the Raiders are mad that the Las Vegas Knights uh did so well in their first year? Because the first year of the Raiders being in Las Vegas, like, people are going to expect, oh, here comes, you know, the new team or whatever like that. They're going to.
0: No, nah, because the Las Vegas Knights were an expansion team. Uh, Everyone so knows they... the
1: Raiders are garbage. Eh. Sorry, Brad. Um,
0: but, yeah, so they're, they're not going to come up with the expectations. I think that, I mean, like, that, you know, because the Golden Knights did their first, you know, good in the first season that they're going to have to expect that. But, whatever. Good luck playing those games in September in, in uh, Las Vegas,
1: by the way. Or just, like, any any time.
0: I, I guess so. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, especially September when it's probably, like, 100 degrees in the day yeah. at night. So, yeah, have fun. Have fun with all that. Um, can we get on to something? Okay. A little more positive than the Raiders? All right,
1: let's go to uh, some segments here. We're going to do some start-sits, which is different than boys because it doesn't have to be long shots. I figured out that's that's the difference. But... Oh, that's the difference? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to do, I guess, a few each. Um, I'll start with Adrian Peterson. Signed a couple weeks ago to the Redskins, playing at Arizona, who had the sixth-ranked sixth ranked rush defense last year, only giving up 90 yards a game. Is that that's, that's a sit, then. I am actually going to start because you want to – they're going to ride Adrian Peterson – so much in the early part of the season and burn him out by the middle of the season, I feel like. Interesting. So you want to get those, those early season points and then possibly flip them. Interesting. I'm going a little bit of a surprise start. Well, that's- And also, they're, the Cardinals defense lost some key guys, so it's not as good. That's funny you mention that, because
0: I was actually not big on Adrian Peterson in week one. Yes. Um, based on things you said. I actually like Chris Thompson. Ooh. On the same team start. Because I think they're gonna look. What is Alex Smith good at?
1: Uh, dumpers. Well, I mean, he was also the one of the best. <laughs> good, player, first off, he's good. <laughs> he is good. Not, I mean, he was one of the best. A, deep, he was one of the de- best deep ball throws I know, last year in the but league.
0: Look what he did with Kareem Hunt in those dumpers. Yeah, that's true. Well, Chris is. Thompson is that kind of player, and that's what I think, man. Especially in like any PPR format this week. You're gonna you're gonna see that nice Alex Smith Chris Thompson combo, and I'm I'm gonna say like seven rate reception like that's a guy you start like, I don't think you'd expect it, but I, if I had like a like a flex spot for him, boom, that's what Chris. So Thompson, you're going
1: you you're going Chris Thompson way over Adrian Peterson. I would
0: rather start Chris Thompson over Adrian Peterson. I would actually sit Adrian Peterson. Okay, I mean and
2: here's I, somebody I think is even better than all of them because you know what Alex Smith likes more than deep throws. And dumpers. He <laughs> really knows himself a good tight end. end. Yeah, I just saw that coming.
3: <laughs>
2: dumpers for so, the tight end. Though. I'm going Jordan Reed over those two because <laughs> Alex Smith is probably the, fr- the friendliest quarterback in the league to tight ends. And, um,. Just use them while you got them, Smith. <laughs> only...
1: Yeah, so you don't know how long that toe's gonna last, unfortunately. Yeah, he
2: only he only has two toes, and he uh, is not good with either of them. <laughs> two big toes. I think... everybody only has two big toes, but his his big toes are just not as strong as other people's.
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure every like every waking moment that Jordan Reed is not playing a game, he should just be in some sort of like. Tube that just like keeps him healthy, like like that's the like, he should not be allowed to do anything else but just like try and stay healthy from games. Ah, game I, game. I feel so bad for him. I love Jordan Reed; he's probably the most wide receiver esque tight end we have in this league. But he just can't freaking stay healthy. Like well, he can't like run. He but he's so good. I know he's so good. So wow, we're really on that Washington uh
1: thing. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, so yeah. So that's our Washington portion of the episode. Um. Let's see, who else? I won't do that. Cause I gotta center. sit though. I gotta, I think I gotta sit that, I think. People,
0: okay. Uh, you go ahead. Uh, yes. Um, I don't like the fact that they've already named Foles a starter. Okay. Um, that offense in the preseason has not looked in sync. Um, Super Bowl hangover. Um, yeah. And I think the Falcons defense is better than I think people give them credit for, even though it's in, in Philly and it's going to be a harsh crowd because the Philly fans are ridiculous. Um, I just don't like him this week. Um, just, I don't, I don't see that offense getting off the ground too much this week. So, I, if, if I was you, and I'm sure he might be possibly your second running back, maybe, you know, flex, I would sit him for someone like a Chris Thompson.
1: In, like, all leagues or, like, PPR leagues? In all leagues. Yeah, okay.
0: In all leagues. I actually don't, I don't like him at all this week.
2: Yeah, Atlanta was, um, ninth rank. In um, opponent rushing yards per game last year, so not a bad rushing team. I yeah, I think I think the team's gonna fall um, fall out the gate. The uh, Eagles. I think this is they're going zero one this week. I think they're just gonna not do much out the gate. I'm not saying they're gonna be a bad team. Um, if there's one guy I like on the Eagles this week, it's Nelson Aguilar. Yep. I, agree. I think he's just I think he's just going to catch a bomb. That's going to be their um score. Uh, Nelson Aguilar 60-yard touchdown.
0: I like it.
1: No, I, I like that. I'd rather, yeah.
0: I could see that happening, especially with um with Jeffrey not playing obviously.
1: Okay. Uh I don't have a player from the Eagles side, a player from the other the Super Bowl loser or a player that's playing the Super Bowl loser. loser. Uh well, the player that's playing the Super Bowl loser. Uh Lamar Miller versus the Patriots. We are not the biggest supporters of Lamar, Lamar Miller on this podcast, I would say. No, we're not at
2: all. Uh, no. <laughs>
1: I, I am saying you should start him against the Patriots wow. because it always, it, for the past few years, it seems, it takes at least a couple games for the Patriots to get their defense in order because they always have so many moving parts. Whatever. It takes them a couple weeks to figure out where everyone fits good. You know, they lost a couple guys off of it, so like they'll need a little bit to get it together. I feel like this game's gonna be another shootout too, like it was last year. Um, and Lamar Miller will get ample space to run, just bursting through the Patriots' lackluster linebackers. See, I I agree with you that it does take a couple games for the Patriots
3: to
0: get where they need to be, usually, um, especially on defense. Yeah, but Lamar Miller is—you just said burst and Lamar Miller in the same sentence. I, it's that all- really doesn't. That's like an oxymoron. I do not see that happening. I'm sorry. Uh I just don't I, I mean, like you said, we don't like him. Uh he's a player I avoid like the freaking plague in drafts. And I'm I I'm not gonna say sit him, but I'm not gonna say start him either. So you do what you want. So he's that. in purgatory for you. Yeah he's, yeah, he's in fantasy purgatory right now. That's not that's not a bad that's not a bad segment.
2: Oh thanks, John. Fantasy purgatory. I think um if you drafted him. When there's like, why'd you draft him to not play him against a really weak defense in week one?
0: That's true. Yeah. We just, again, I just, I guess like since I'm not drafting him, most likely, um I'd rather play Chris Thompson over him. <laughs> all right. Just get off his head. All
2: day. right. Really into Chris Thompson. I, yeah.
0: You know, come on. He's one of, I mean, he's not my boy of the week this week, but he's like one of my, he's like a like a boy of the way like Keenan Allen is a boy for me. Okay.
1: I'm just saying. Uh, like Chris Thompson.
0: All right.
1: Well, I also have a a, uh, a defense that you that is a must start in pretty much if you're doing any daily fantasy, any any kind of weekly contest or anything like that, it's a must start. And that's the Baltimore Ravens defense because oh, yeah. the Bills said that Nathan Peterman is starting. Oh how right, under over three interceptions. I say <laughs> I say over. I'm gonna say over. Well it should really be two and a half.
0: Alright, two sorry, yes that's true. For for betting lines, I'll do two and a half. So yes, over two and a half. He's throwing three interceptions.
2: I had their defense written down as well. Um, Ooh, nice. Yeah, that you know, I I draft him in fantasy for this reason. I saw they were facing off the Bills first, and I was just like, ah, eh, yeah, I, I like I like their defense, and just give me the team going against the Bills first, and I'll figure out after this week. Can
0: we get like a group of boys of the week? Cause like they're the group boys of the week. Yeah, it's, it's just our like the boy group. Yeah, <laughs> they're the
1: the battery boys of the week. Uh, anyway, in sync. Um, I was gonna say New King I was gonna say we really, but we're really in sync with that pick.
2: Ooh, um,
1: but it's yeah, about, it's about ninety-eight degrees in this room.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on, keep going.
1: Um, uh,
0: shit, I, I I don't got anything else. I really don't know. There's another one I can't remember the name.
1: I was I trying know. to think of one with LFO, but I got nothing.
0: <laughs> LFO, wow. The fact that you even thought of that
1: is really bad. Wait, were they the wait, What? Who did the one that was like um, the summer girl song? Like I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I think Chinese I think, food. I think is, that's, that's that, LFO. I think that's
0: LFO. Oh, okay, that's LFO. Yeah, ninety eight degrees was the Nick Lachey one.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, if you ever go through the lyrics of that summer girl song, it's it takes you on a trip. I mean, if you ever go
0: through the lyrics of most of those boy bands. From the like the '90s and early 2000s, they're all garbage. Like it's all like, well. Hey, like well, yeah. I first um, off,
2: let's let's cool,
0: cool our jets. They, of course, they did their job. They got like got teenage girls to fucking swoon and spend all the money on their fucking posters and CDs and shit. Like, yeah, they did their fucking job. Obviously, like the the best boy band of all time. Like, if we're gonna talk, is New Kids on the Block. So. Erroneous. No way. Absolutely. New, kid, new Kids is. on the Block is ne- still
1: doing it. They're, they are still doing it. So, do- so do- is Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys has a top it. twenty hit right now.
0: But the dudes are in their fifties probably, and they're still. How old do you think them. the Backstreet Boys are? Not, not even close. New Kids on the Block were doing it in the mid eighties.
1: Are you kidding me? Are you? Are you kidding me? Get out of here.
2: What? How? What? How are you the only person around that thinks the New Kids on the Block are more popular than Backstreet Boys? They are. That's a, weird, that's a weird assumption you're assumption. The making. fact that they could come
0: back from that long of a stretch and then have been doing it for like they the past. All... No, no, man. New kid on the block. Straight up. Straight up. New kid on the block.
2: Yeah, like someone's out of touch with pop culture. Right.
1: Let's go Nick Carter age. Get Nick. Nick Carter. Nick, Nick Carter's terrible. All right. He's, He's only 38. 38.
0: All right. Do one of the, the uh, do like Joey McIntyre or whatever on. the hell his name is. Hold on. Do one, Just do one of New Dude. kid on the block. I'm telling you, they're in, they're all in their like late forties, early fifties, and they're still killing it. I'm pretty sure right, Brian from Backstreet Boys is 43. All right, he, yeah, he's the old dude. Whatever, I don't know. Uh, that means they have to be in their fifties as new kids on the block because they were like 20 like back in like 1986. <laughs> but I don't even know why. We're all right, so about. they're like eight years older. All right, so
1: eight years older is in 51.
0: Yeah, that's they're still killing it. They still have, like new kids on the block like cruises. that's the oldest
1: one. It's 1968. He was born.
0: That's insane. That dude's like a friggin' that that guy's that guy's basically a baby boomer. Like, like that's insane.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, there's only one direction we should be taking this podcast. Oh, got him. oh all right, and
0: all right. Uh, alright. Anyway. that's getting back to the football. I'm glad Brian was googling that or thinking about that the whole time, but. <laughs> That was, was a good one. That was, football. that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Uh, do you
1: guys have a, one more star set you guys want to say?
0: I'll do one more. Actually, can I just run through a quick? Yeah, sure. All right. For the Browns game, I like Duke Johnson to start because I think they're going to have to pass the ball. I want to sit Carlos Hyde. That's surprising. Um, I know it is. Rolling my eyes. Rolling in my eyes. Um, <laughs> and, in my eyes, in the same game, I like to start Juju Schmidt-Schuster. Yes. And I want to sit Josh Gordon because he doesn't have enough time to practice and get back into shape. So people who are thinking Josh Gordon is going to magically appear – It's gonna take a game or two.
1: All right, can I just say, I've been I go through like the fantasy football hashtag on Twitter just to see like if people asking questions or whatever and just like that. So many people that post their rosters have Josh Gordon as their wide receiver too.
0: I'm not not for this week, and I'm just
1: saying like why, like like that's what have you seen? That is the most like pie in the sky thing I've seen. Like at most, I want him as my wide receiver three. Like I don't want to rely on rely on him for the first four games. When's the last time he played football? The guy's got talent. Don't get me wrong. We've seen it.
2: but I'm also just not sure that situation um, can produce two really good wide receivers.
0: Maybe not now. I mean, maybe once Baker Mayfield starts and gets like into a groove, it's possible. But I don't think Tyrod Taylor could support two really big wide receivers.
2: I do like Hyde, however, though. I think, you know, they just signed him um, first game of the year. They're gonna give him that feature back roll.
0: It's possible, but I don't think they're gonna be able to run well versus the Steelers. I just that's just my that's just me. Steelers had an
1: awful running defense. I still last don't year.
0: think they're gonna be able to run against them.
1: And plus, they, I mean, Ryan Shazier is obviously out. Yeah. He was their uh, he was their linchpin in, in their linebacking core.
0: I still I feel bad for Ryan Shazier. Oh, that's awful. Um,
1: and you, you see or to see the NFL like positioning him as like a inspirational story when it's like oh wait he actually I, almost died on the field.
0: I just think that they're going to be behind and I think they're going to have to throw the ball. But that's just me. Again, I mean, that's going to be was,
1: almost every game though. I was That's run- going to be every game.
0: I'm just you asked me I was trying to run through the things. Okay. And let me finish the last one before I'm you saying, guys start like jumping cri- on. You me. criticize us, we're going to criticize. Yeah, criticize me afterwards. Um criticize last you. one it's is on you plot. start Patrick Mahomes and you sit Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the Jimmy Garoppolo's going to have a hard time week 1 and I think Mahomes is going to just
1: Sling it like crazy
0: Tyreek Hill. It's going to be a huge, huge, huge um, connection week one.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo Dude. only had a Sorry. seven touchdown to five interception ratio last year. Like, people are putting handsome colored rose glasses onto his last six games. You don't have to
0: put handsome glasses That's to right. see him because he is quite handsome. But like He did have a lot
2: of yards, though. Too. He did
0: yeah but he's going against Minnesota at Minnesota yeah. possibly the best team in the NFL yeah like that's rough
2: do you start anyone on the 49ers this week is there someone you start
0: um uh, maybe Kittle if you're that's your tight
2: end Vikings were the number one team against tight ends last year. Uh, so
1: that, oh wow, He really just kind of shot that down. That's
2: the, I mean, they were number one against a lot of things. I mean, they were,
0: they were high up against a lot of things, though. It's going to be tough. Like, I mean, uh, you know, that sort of sucks for the whole Morris-Brader debate then. Doesn't it? Oh God, that's not going to be. Yeah, that's I think not gonna be a
2: good either Garcon or or Goodwin. Either of those have any PPR value? I think. I think just to get the sticks moving a little.
1: I think Garcon more than Goodwin. Goodwin's more of a burner. I think the the Vikings are able to cover that deep stuff. Good uh, Garcon will be able to work the middle of the field a little bit. Um just like even if it's just like only needs is like six catches like five catches for like sixty yards and if you're in PPR that's a that's a solid flex or a solid wide receiver three play.
0: Yeah, I think I would have to go Garcon over Goodwin. Uh, yeah, I think Rhodes is going to be draped all over him.
2: But do you like Garcon? I'm just no, like, or no. Are you just no, doing no. Garcon over Goodwin? No. Do you like starting? Garçon? I don't like. This honestly, week.
0: I don't like any of them this week. That that, that as much as that sucks. Because we just talked about trying to get the whole Morris Brady people like, you know, one good week and see if you could work on that. I don't think anyone on San Francisco on the offense is going to have a good week this week. It's going to be rough. It's going to be like, it's going to be like a 31 to like seven game. Damn. Saying Jimmy Uh G
1: gets handed his first
0: L. Oh, big time. Oh, Minnesota's coming out. They're going to fucking crush them.
2: And they play the Lions next week, so it's not like all oh, you 49ers people have to wait too long to play your players. Yeah,
0: exactly. This is just a rough, rough game one. Um, I'm sorry, San Francisco fans. So, yeah, but that's that. So that's definitely 100% to Garoppolo. And I think Mahomes definitely has a better chance to uh, put up some yards. Has, uh, has a decent matchup this week versus, uh, not decent, but like the Chargers. And I think they you can get yards on the Chargers, so.
2: Yards on the charge.
0: Yep, yards on the charge, the Los Angeles Chargers. Keep okay. saying San Diego.
1: All right, are you done now? I'm done. I'm All right, done. Brian, you got anything, or you just want to move on?
2: Um, I got one that I want to ask you guys about. Go on. He um took over the number two role for the wide receivers during camp and preseason. He looked like the best wide receiver on the team in preseason. He faces a defense that suddenly became great last year, and his quarterback is suspended. Do you like Godwin at all, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans?
0: Wow. I mean, that's that's bold, like backup quarterback versus a tough uh, New Orleans defense in New Orleans, and you want to play Godwin? That's rough. I don't think I could do that. Mike Evans, I would – play, I don't feel great
1: about it. Going up against that second like he's gonna get he's gonna be getting all oh, almost oh. all the attention. Oh, he's
0: getting all ladderboard. Like I mean, he's like yeah. he's ladderboard up. Well
2: that's what I'm saying. That's why I brought up Godwin. Do you think uh, there's a chance that Evans gets a little blanketed this game? Oh absolutely
0: but I absolutely but I don't think it's gonna be easier for Godwin versus Crawley and then getting you know having secondary attention with Williams, you know, it's gonna be I if, mean
1: Williams will is good for one giant missed tackle. Down well, the field. yeah, that's <laughs> the, the end of the game. You know, wait till
0: <laughs> the end of the game for that. Other than that, he's good. But I honestly, I don't, you're going to, you're going to play Evans because you drafted him as your number one, possibly. Um, but don't I can't expect anyone, any off, I, you can't expect any big games from these Tampa Bay receivers with Fitzpatrick throwing the ball in New Orleans versus a defense that is probably one of the, has one of the best secondaries, which is weird to say, um, in New Orleans.
1: Godwin the first week I, I don't see it yet I don't see it yet I, I'd still let him run the bench Because you probably picked him late If you did pick him And you probably have a couple couple wide receivers That you picked in the first few rounds That you're able to start over him I think Maybe if you're desperate I don't know why you would be desperate right now But maybe if you're desperate Flex play Or like most likely bench
2: bench i agree but i i do say watch out for him i think he's going to be pretty good this year interesting no i
1: mean that's fair it's just first week tough opponent you still have all your guys healthy most likely so
0: (laughs) unless you drafted martavius bryant then he's not on a team and i don't know why (laughs) anyways but
1: um
0: all right so that's the last one yeah, all right. Let's
1: move on. Okay, let's go on to some preseason predictions. We have two sets of predictions. One is just for the NFL season, and then others are fantasy-relevant predictions. So let's start off with the fantasy-relevant ones. Um First one is the surprise player that comes out of relative anonymity. Wait, that's... Animosity? No, that's not, not, it. not. Animosity. <laughs> Animinity? Wow. I had a speech impediment shut up. Um, <laughs> out of nowhere. Yes. Well, no, the speech <laughs> impediment was always there. It wasn't out of nowhere. Uh, um, wow. All right, so my surprise player is Mike Williams from the Chargers. Oh, I
0: almost picked him, actually. Ooh.
1: I really did. My um, I was between him and a running back. But um, coming off an injury, I feel like the Chargers' offense is going to be... More high, more consistent than it was last year. I know they're the trendy pick, and that always kind of makes me worried about picking their players for like season things. But Mike Williams in Keenan Allen on one side, if he can stay healthy, Mike Williams on the other side, that's gonna present a lot of problems for defenses. They got Antonio Gates back, so he's patrolling the middle. Melvin Gordon's just gonna somehow keep racking up touchdowns without getting that many yards. I like Mike Williams to be a. High end wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver one by the end of the season. Wow, mm. bold. Well, uh, listen, you're, we're saying, bold. we're saying we're saying we're saying bold. So I'm going, I'm going variable. That's bold. I'm saying like wide receiver like 15. Wow. wow. Listen, Robbie Anderson was wide receiver 15 last year, and no one was expecting that. Which
0: is which is possible that the that Chargers have two top 15 wide receivers then when Keenan Allen or happened, if, no, I know. Very, what it's very no, easily. It, happens. It's happened. Wow. Um, that's that's bold. I'll give you that. Um, it's also.
1: Lock it up. Wow, that was a really, really, <laughs> that was a really weak.
2: Oh, yeah, Lock it up. that one wasn't good. Well, then you also like Rivers this season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there I <it> mean, is. <laughs> he he he
1: wants to listen. He's spending all his time in that van film area to get away from his mm. twenty five kids. And like, I mean, after he retires, they become like a traveling band throughout like Middle America and everything. But how many bolo ties do you think he owns? Uh, oh my gosh, I don't think. He probably has one for each day of the year. I don't think he repeats he's, any one of them.
0: Each day of the year. He has 365 Bolo ties? I mean,
1: you can just go to Bolo's wow.
0: Bolo's Bolo's and just get like a discount. The Bolo tie dist- district in Los Angeles. Um, the right. Bolo
2: Emporium.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: Brian, who's your uh, out-of-nowhere guy?
2: My surprise, out-of-nowhere guy. Well, I guess I could have gone Godwin since I said he was going to have a good year. But I, I, I still think, think he's going to have like a wide receiver three at most type year. Just like a guy that you could put in. So my surprise guy that's gonna come out of nowhere, not being talked about, to be a flex player or possibly a running back too, but an everyday starter in the vein of a Duke Johnson, Ooh. Austin Eckler. Oh I think I think he's a better running back than Melvin Gordon Agreed. and his three point nine yards a carry. Um Agreed. I think he's better receiver than Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon's still gonna hold on to that. Starting job just because such a high draft pick. It's not like he was he's been bad the last two years. He hasn't been efficient, but he hasn't been bad. But I think Eckler will push himself more and more in that offense. And if we really love the Chargers, which uh, it sounds like we do, <laughs> uh, it sounds like we're gonna they're gonna move the ball well. And I just think Eckler is gonna be one of those good uh, no huddle type guys who can just get you five receptions for 50 yards and tack on another 35 to 40 rushing it and a good seven, eight touchdowns. Wow.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he has looked good in the time that he's been on the field. So I do like that. I mean, I do like that. Is he
1: more like just a shows good potential in small sample size, like kind of player? Or is he, do you think he could actually like transfer that to like more carries and stuff? Because like- like, he has problems with ball security. Like, he's fu- he fumbles a bunch last year. Did he? If I, uh, he fumbled a, f- a couple times against the Jaguars, at least. I, de- I definitely remember seeing or hearing about, like, you know, the Chargers being worried about his security, uh, ball security issues. I am going to check
0: to make sure. Um, he only fumbled once last okay, year. Okay, never mind then. And, but he did lose it. So, John, there you go.
1: All right, so, yeah, he's has 100%... But- he, rate of losing fumbles
0: in 47 rushing attempts, he averaged 5.5 yards per carry, and he also had 27 receptions for 279 yards. So he actually had five t- total touchdowns last year. Like
2: he yeah, has and looked he pretty really good. Didn't really come on until later in the season, right? He, yeah. Like you didn't really hear his name until halfway through the season.
0: He was he was he definitely suited up every game. He played 16 games, but yeah, he really was more like He'll go to game like, like like later on in the season. Yeah, no, I mean he's right. Like. He really started getting more attempts later on. I think wasn't wasn't um wasn't Gordon hurt for a little bit or what? like the like just like a little shaky. Probably banged up. Yeah, yeah,
2: he had a little bit of a. But
0: I I like him. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's a pretty bold bet. But if I had a bench spot for like a, like a running back like that, I'd rather have someone like him than like a old like a Doug like a Doug Martin like you know someone that I think has more burst and more potential.
1: Right. Well, yeah, and also Doug Martin's clearly behind a Belcal running back in lane. Yeah, but so who, is Gordon.
0: Gordon a Belcal.
1: Is he a Belcal, though? He, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He, he doesn't get stronger as the as the game wears on, no, though. No, but
0: a bell cow is not he gets all the rushing attempts.
1: Well, like, maybe that will change, because there's an actual good running back behind him. So, But, yeah, anyway, I like it. I like that, right. Your surprise player, Anthony? I have
0: Dante Moncrief Ooh. from the Jaguars. Uh-huh. Now, Lee's out for the year, which we all know. Yes. Now you have a plethora of young wide receivers in like Keelan Cole, D. Westbrook, and now you have Dante Moncrief. Now we all know that Dante Moncrief is a player that was perennial for the past few seasons of people thinking he's going to break out and never really did. He so had, you're going to continue that, well, he that had the, tradition? Well, a few seasons ago, he did have 64 receptions on 105 targets with seven touchdowns. Not terrible. Pretty Ended good. up not showing anything after that, and then luck got hurt. And sort of just the team went, um, he's only 25. He is going, (laughs) he is going to be the number one or number two wide receiver on that team to at least, you know, to start the season. It'll be him and Keelan Cole or him and Westbrook, like something like that. I just think that Moncrief at his age still can show that he can move up. And you know what? That, that, Offense with Blake Bortles can move and they can throw the ball. He is a garbage time machine, Blake Bortles. Ain't no such thing as garbage time. They all count. They all count. There you go. Moncrief will end up being a flex player that you want to play every week, like near the end of the season. So he's going to rev up. And by the time, like, week seven or eight rolls around, you guys are like, well, Moncrief is looking good and people are going to start playing him and playing him and playing him. And he's going to be one of those guys that comes down the stretch and he's going to get you them points near the end of the season. So the way Keelan Cole did last year. So I like. Moncrief this year.
2: How is he only 25? I feel like he's been in the league for like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
0: right? I'm saying like Moncrief was only 25. I mean, he may turn 26 at some point in the season, but he is currently 25 years old.
1: Okay. Let's go on to our next fantasy predictions, which is the highest scoring rookies at each Major offensive position. So, quarterback, running back, wide receiver.
0: So, can we start just by saying Saquon Barkley? We're all going to go on him or someone yeah. actually changing? I got Barkley. Brian?
2: Yeah, I don't see why I wouldn't pick Barkley. Yeah, okay. Me, all right. Me. So, quarterback. So, so, second most
0: then? I was thinking doing that too and I was going to say Royce Freeman. Yeah, I
2: would say Royce Freeman. It's as well. so, yeah, it's
0: Royce Freeman. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So, I, I just, as so I was typing third
2: that. Second
0: most <laughs> then? <laughs> um,. Uh, Oh, that's actually a good one. Do you want to do third balls? Carry on? Do you think do you think he I actually do like Harriet Johnson. I um I
1: mean, he, he's he's been like a little shaky during preseason, but do you think he like he gets the 20 to 20 runs and garrett Blunt takes the, the the red zone ones? But then you have the already gone third down.
0: Yeah, but so, I mean, so I don't know. That's tough. That is, that's tough. All right, whatever. Running
2: backs we kind of I like um Sony Michel to still I think he's being he was very overvalued, uh, disaster in preseason with the injury. Now he's being very undervalued. I still think he could slot in at number three running back rookie. No. Yeah, you know,
1: I actually I like him better than than Carry The Patriots always find have a way to get two running backs in the top like thirty. So there, there it is. Um, all right, so my QB, unsurprisingly, is Sam Darnold named the starting week one starting quarterback about fifty minutes ago as we record this. Although we all expected it. Yeah. I mean, we don't know if we don't know Rosen starting. We don't know. if Allen is not starting. um, We don't know between Baker and Tyrod. So, or actually Tyrod. um, Darnold's got the most potential and most games to get rack up points. So I'm going to Darnold. Brian.
2: Yeah. Can it really be anybody else with the head start? He's going to get, if he gets a three game head start, like it's pretty much over, right? I would think at least because it's not like Rosen's on some high-powered offense. It's not like Mayfield. I mean, no matter how much people want to say the Browns have turned it all around, they're still an 0 and 16 team until they play a game. So, so the I'm game. Just, yeah, I'm just gonna go with the team that. I mean, the guy that's starting the season out. See, and agree with you. I'm I'm gonna.
0: I'm just going to be devil's advocate. Don't do it. Um, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield Ooh. because I think Tyrod is not going to be starting for long, if at all. Um, and if at all? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And so I don't think the head start is going to be as much as we predict it to be for Donald. And I just see Baker Mayfield as that competitor and may beat out Don. I know it's, it's, it's a long shot, but I think the possibility that Baker Mayfield. I'm going to give it to him as getting the most fantasy points of the season.
2: Okay, here we go. Here's a question: If Baker Mayfield starts Week Four, do you think Baker Mayfield can make up a three-week, um,
1: like a like, say like a fifty-point differential?
2: Yeah. So three weeks, we, Baker Mayfield is three weeks down on Darnold. Do you think he can make that up?
0: Possibly. <laughs> Um, it's gonna be tough. It will absolutely be tough. Yeah. Um
2: it's not out of the question. It's right. but
0: it is not easy. I mean, no one's. I mean, obviously, I don't think this is going to happen. But no one saw Deshaun Watson going off like a fucking crazy person the way he did, and he could have been the number one quarterback in the league if he didn't get hurt. So there's, you know, it's always a possibility. I know that offenses are completely different, but you know, I'
1: still gonna give Baker Mayfield his shot. Okay, uh, Brian, you, you said you got Darnold too.
2: Yeah, I got Darnold. I don't dislike um the Mayfield call though. If if he gets in there by week three or four, he does have the running chops to uh, make up some points on the ground. He has a better offense, so but I'm still <laughs> going Darnold. If if I had to put money on it, it's the I guess the smart bet.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go into wide receivers where we should have some more variability. I think so. Although I think I may was the
2: more play on words.
1: Uh, huh? Oh no no, no. no. I didn't I didn't even pick DJ Moore.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I
1: picked uh Traquan Smith. Oh. I feel like not the first couple weeks, but eventually in the first half of the season, he's gonna overtake the second wide receiver slot from Cameron Meredith. And Drew Brees takes care of his second wide receivers. He's gonna see a bunch of balls. Um uh, he's gonna Gonna be able to blow the top off of the offenses while, you know, Michael Thomas is doing his thing, working, working those soft spots in the zone. Um, I, yeah, I got Traquan Smith. He's got the best quarter, best throwing quarterback, the best offense of any work, rookie wide receiver. I almost said Wookiee wide receiver again. Um,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, Wookie drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got, I got Traquan to not right away make his. Make his, uh, impact, but in about five, five to six weeks.
3: That's
0: understandable. I, I could definitely see that. And we don't definitely don't have the, uh, receiver names like that we've had in previous years where people were expecting receivers to go off
1: because I feel like these are the type of receivers that the Saints just love though and they they make stars.
0: I, it's very possible. Uh, it is. Um, but like I'm saying like all the receivers in general in this draft were not like these massive names that people were like, Oh man, this is gonna be like, you know, the guy who's gonna, you know, crush records or just, you know, really take it off.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I actually have Cortland Sutton from Denver. Okay. And he's definitely supplant, like, firmly has the grasp on the number three spot in that offense. It looks like him and Case Keenum have a good rapport. And I just think that with all the attention that will probably go to Sanders and Demarius Thomas, that Sutton will actually find some space as a slot receiver to get those yards and catches, I'm not saying he's going to have a massive season because i don't think any receiver this any rookie receiver this year is going to have a massive season, but I think Sutton has a good possibility of getting like forty five catches for maybe seven hundred yards six hundred and fifty yards, which is pretty good, considering i think you know like i said i mean no if that's
1: the most that's that's bad. I mean, Cooper Cup last year had almost 800 yards, and but that was like a, the worst. That was the worst then But court. there was a lot
0: expected out of some of those receivers last year, and none of them did anything besides Cup. Like these are receivers that I don't think people are expecting to go off the way last year. People were like, oh, so many good receivers, and then none really, none really hit.
2: Well, do you, do you think Sutton has the chance? All right, so he's gonna. Do you think first? I guess two part question: Are the Broncos a high-powered enough offense? To support three receivers, if not, who does he have a better chance of surplanting? Uh, surpassing? I think they're using Sanders more in a um, in the slot this year. I mm-hmm. think I don't know where Sutton's slot comes out of. I think he's more of a jump ball type guy. I don't think he's really a slot receiver. Um, I think. Do you think he has a better chance of taking over Sanders or Demarius Thomas?
1: I think Thomas, to be honest. Um, they're both bigger receivers. Sutton doesn't have blazing speed, but he's got enough to get by. Um, he's not really quick to work in the slot like Sanders is. Um, and he's just, he's like, what what was he like six, three or something like that? Definitely better suited, better suited for the out side and working the sidelines and, like, back shoulder throws and like, yeah, stuff and that, like that. and
0: that's that's true. But, I mean, just because you're a bigger wide receiver doesn't mean you can't go over the middle and be... No, you're no, not. I'm saying... I like, mean, like, someone like... I, obviously, you bring up your... Draft, I bring up my am saying, like, Marcus Colston was a big receiver, and he was a good guy over the middle. Like, I just think Sutton has the ability to do that as well as do those jump balls. You okay, yeah, saying? but that's different that, situations, That, that Thomas role. I just... He is a guy that I see again. Like and I also, said,
1: Sanders is older, got more miles on him too. They both and both like, a lot of miles on him. And I'm just, I'm just saying, Sanders, like I said, like Brian said, like Keenum, his connection with Sanders for whatever reason seems to be flourishing better in the preseason. And Thomas, although he's still getting his looks, I can see him getting kind of pushed to the side, pushed down a little bit, right. but not like crazy. All right, but I just, I, I still think it bodes well for something the way him and Keenum have
0: looked so far in the preseason. And he definitely, like I said, he has firmly supplanted himself as the number three in that offense. There is no other receiver that has made a you know an impact the way he has besides Sanders, and you know, Thomas obviously are the starters. So but yeah, that's me. Brian, what do you got?
2: I'm going to go with um, Calvin Ridley. Nice. I think, you know, I guess what's general consensus is D.J. Moore. He definitely has the easiest path, right? Because Funchess is the number 1. Yeah. yeah like he the... could take that over from him or he could just be number 2. Um there's not
0: much holding him back from trying to be number 1 in that office.
2: I just think there's going to be too many weeks where he doesn't do anything. Okay. Um I, but I think he's going to have the most big weeks, DJ Moore. Okay. Okay. Like, well, well, what like two Ridd- but what about Calvin? Touchdown
0: week, stuff like that. What about Calvin Ridley?
2: I think Calvin Ridley is going to um, have the volume. I think I know Sunu is good, but they don't really have that possession guy. They don't. Hooper's not much of a target as the tight end. Um, I I just don't. He seems to be like somebody that could be that good possession guy. I'm thinking of a Sterling Shepard type year for Calvin Ridley. Uh, Sterling Shepard rookie year.
1: I mean, that'd be decent. That would, that would yeah, be, nice. that'd be very
2: nice. So, that's what I'm going with.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. All right. And then let's go on to the biggest bust of the high draft picks. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Um. My biggest bust. It, I. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Kind of an obvious one, I guess. Quarterback suspended. Who knows what's going on with that whole team? Mike Evans. Um, I just, I just can't see him with all this commotion around the team. Jameis Winston, they're like, they already say like we're not committing to him starting Week Four. I think already. I think that's bullshit. Though. I think that's just like. I think that's
0: bullshit. They, they think that they're saying that, so he's sort of like, you know, oh, I gotta, you know, be yeah. better. But that's bull. That's fucking bullshit.
1: Um, but it's just, I, I can't. He's the one big, one of the, one of those big receivers that I'm kind of like shying away from. Like, I don't, I'd rather not pick him. So, and I can see good Godwin cutting into his, into his stats too. And him and, him and Fitzpatrick, they were, I don't know, they weren't as, Fitzpatrick didn't look his way as much as well, uh, Winston yeah. looked Evans' way. Well, Winston
0: always looks Evans' yeah. way. And that's – I think uh, the worst connection was, was um, Fitzpatrick and Bray – he never looked Bray's way, whereas Winston – but um, yeah, Winston loves Mike Evans and will do whatever he can to get him the ball, basically. So, But I think that's bullshit, Dirk Cutter and all that bullshit saying like he's not going to be the, the starter once week five comes because I think he's the best shot they have to produce.
2: Yeah, I, I I think the same way. I think it's media punishment. It's like look look at how we're not committed to this guy that looks like he's might be a bad person. Yeah. Um but once he is off a of suspension, they're going to put him right in there. Because then why would he have gotten all first-team looks in the preseason? Exactly. I mean, like, I'm following the actions, not the words. The like, only... your actions show that
0: he is the starter. The only way it would be not if they were 4-0 and they've destroyed every other team offensively and they put up tons of points with Fitzpatrick. That's the
2: only way. Yeah, Fitz magic comes out. Yeah,
0: the only way. Other than that, Winston is is the starting quarterback week five. So I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and
2: I, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think they're starting four now.
0: No, they are not. Actually, uh, we'll talk about this just just a tiny bit later about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Brian, who do you got for your biggest uh, high, high drafted player who will disappoint this year?
2: Um, This one is – I think he'll disappoint, but not because he's going to be bad. Um, I just think his volume isn't going to be as high mm-hmm. as people – are projecting, I still think he's going to be good, and I think he's going to finish in the RB2 car- category. Uh, My guy's Dalvin Cook. Ooh,
0: really? Uh,
2: I think they really liked what Murray did inside like the 10- and 5-yard line last year. I think they weren't really sure what they had with Murray at the beginning of the year, so they didn't do much with him. Same thing goes with McKinnon, um, but Murray was very solid for them as a backup, and I don't see him completely being just banished from the offense. So I think there's going to be some vulture with Cook. I, I still think he's going to be good. Um, I don't think you're going to be like, oh, I drafted Cook, he was a bust. I just think that um, you're going to have some weeks where you're like, fucking A, Latavius Murray has two touchdowns? Like, this is annoying. Oh that
0: you know that sounds, yeah, that, sounds, sounds that that sounds like, like something I'll say. That sounds like yeah me in you know, a fucking November just saying that because I actually I'm huge on Dalvin Cook this year and that's that's uh oh man I could see myself doing that especially in like oh man that sucks. I hope that doesn't come true. Um <laughs> but oh, that's pretty bold. That definitely is bold cuz he is being drafted by a lot of people as their number 1 running back.
2: Oh um, yeah, he's he's been moving up into the first round in a lot of drafts. I see. No, I like like that, he's like getting that. that twelve position. Him and um Fournette have been going very similar spots, and I, I think I'm much higher on Fournette. Fournette,
0: yeah. I just yeah. I would say injury is the reason why I don't like Fournette, but Cook without all year. So, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, any, anything on that
1: or no? No, yeah, good? that sounds good.
0: All right, I'll move on to mine. I have Joe Mixon. He's being drafted Ooh. as a he's being drafted as a high end RB two like yeah I don't like or that. low end RB one or low end RB one yeah really like if he, you don't
2: pick a running back in the first two rounds he's being drafted as an RB one so
1: as he, much as we are a anti Lamar Miller podcast we're even more anti Joe Mixon mix I mean
0: besides Giovanni Bernard have we ever been in like a pro you
1: mean Since... Jeremy Hill
0: no I'm saying besides Jer- oh. Giovanni Bernard have we ever been a pro Cincinnati Bengal running back team because no. Yeah, I feel like the Jeremy Jeremy Hill is now gone and on New England. I feel like now all that hate is just being pushed onto Joe Mixon. It had to go somewhere. It had to. And in his rookie year, he he averaged three point five yards per carry. Um, don't know why that makes you think he's going to be a good running back this year, especially on an offensive that offense that's extremely inconsistent. Um, I don't know. Very bad line. And if there was a running, I'd rather probably draft Giovanni Bernard late. Get a lot of those, like you know, especially in a PPR league, where you're probably going to get some carry, uh, some receptions. I do not like Joe Mixon where he's being drafted. I'm just letting him go, and I find other players around there that I'd much rather have than him. So that's me. You like said 3.5 in his first rookie year. Not a good, not the best of offenses. I stay away from Joe Mixon.
1: Okay. Um, let's see what else. Let's go into our NFL predictions. Yeah, hey, we can do this pretty quick. We got right, yeah. we'll run through because we got some. We got some other stuff that we got there. We're going long. Uh, all right, let's go to a player and a team surprise, good or bad, that you think will happen. My player surprise is this is actually kind of kind of something what I said earlier. Uh, Adrian Peterson will play 12 games this season. Is that a good thing? Oh uh, yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> I think that's more than more than what most people were expecting now, out of him. Now play 12 and be good for 12? No, like, just he'll 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 play and start 12 games.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know. If it, I guess that's that's down the middle. We don't know if it's okay. good or bad.
1: And then my my team surprise is that the Broncos will win the AFC West. Ooh, I like that. That's pretty bold as well. I like well. it too.
0: That, that's pretty bold. as well. uh We got some business. We got company. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. My, uh, my daughter just came back from the park. Hi, Brooklyn. <laughs> and now my dog is very excited that my wife is also home. So.
1: All right, um... But what was I say? Oh, uh, yeah, defense is awesome. Um Chubb and um Miller on either side. That offense is a lot better. Yeah, no, I actually I, I could see that happening on an offense.
0: Oh, there goes there goes my daughter again. Um We like you. That's okay. <laughs> my uh, my bo- my, yeah. daughter, my daughter just came back from the park, she's very excited.
2: Um <laughs> We're very high on the Broncos as a podcast, it feels like as yeah. a whole. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, I I I do like that. I think they have an opportunity to uh, make waves in the AFC West this year. Um You know, we're also actually high on the Chargers too, so that's gonna be interesting. interesting. Um and
2: the Chiefs as well. That's so, really it. Uh, and no one
0: and uh, nobody likes the Raiders, good, yeah. so <laughs> Um, that's actually funny, but yeah, no, I, I, I can see that happening. So I, um,
1: I like that as a, as a, as a protection for the team. All right, Anthony, your, uh, surprises.
0: I have my surprises and they're both good. Um, I think the Bears offense will be very balanced and top 15 this season. Okay. I like it because I think Trubisky, Howard, Robinson, uh, Trey Byrne, I think they're going to come together as a young unit and then. Just, you know, move forward. Like the as, Power
1: Rangers forming the Megazord? Basically, something okay. like
0: that. And the defense is going to be good. So I think that's going to help the offense even more. You know, not going to be on the field all the time. But, you know, um, and my other good one is I actually think Jordy Nelson will come through with one more season Ugh. and makes you happy the way Reggie Wayne did <laughs> yeah. a few years back. Right, I've, I'm telling you, they, no more Martavius Bryant. So it's just like Mari Cooper and Jordy Nelson and I, and Jerry is not going to give you those number one receiver years that he was giving you with Rodgers, but I still think he has one more left in the tank to give you like a low-end RB2 possible, uh, oh, sorry, RB, wide receiver 2, uh, wide receiver 3, um, at the end of the year. So that's just, look, I'm trying to bring the positivity, remove the negativity as Brian was saying last, last week.
2: Okay. Fair I enough. think we're going to hear a lot of, where does the Chargers I mean where does the Raiders offense go from here? <laughs> Storyline after
0: this year. Yeah, I'm
2: very low on that offense. Yeah. All right, That's understand.
0: It's completely understandable. Um what do you got, Brian, as your uh, big surprises?
2: Okay, I thought this was um pick a guy for on your surprise team. Why like so I have a surprise team and it's a surprise team because of a couple guys. That's fine. Oh, yeah, that's good. All right. So my surprise team, I'm not saying they're making the playoffs, but I'm saying they will have a winning record nine and seven. I do think there's a team in that division that's going to be 11 wins in the Jaguars, but nine and seven. Andrew Luck is going to have a winning season with the Colts with a terrible Colts team. I think, I think Luck comes back and, um, Look, he's never not had a winning record in his career. He huh. hasn't played in two years, I know, but I'm saying Andrew Luck finishes top three in fantasy. Wow. Not that I've seen him throw balls. There you <laughs> go, it was see? hard to rank him before seeing him throw
3: balls. He throws balls. Now that yeah. I've
2: seen him throw balls. <laughs> top three in I fantasy. Propels that team to a 9-7 record. And um, Jack Doyle and T.Y. Hilton are happy for it, too.
0: There's some hope. There's some hope in Indy. There is some hope in Indy. So um, that 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 was your that was just the one big prediction. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, because the, the team, I think they're under overs like six games right now. I would totally uh, go um, over.
0: I would totally go over.
2: Yeah, he was eleven and five his first three years, um, and then the last year he played was that year he was in 2016. He was pretty injured the whole year. Nobody knew how bad it was. He was eight and seven. Didn't finish the season, and then we haven't seen him since.
0: There you go. Still, still over five hundred that year.
1: All, right, <laughs> All um, right. What do you got next one? Uh, first coach fired. I have Jason Garrett from the Cowboys. They've had a tumultuous off season. Uh, they've jettisoned a bunch of mainstay guy, mainstay guys from their team. Jason Whitton, Des Bryant, Dan Bailey.
0: Well, he retired. He didn't really jettison them.
1: Who? Huh. Jason Witten, yeah, I mean he he kind of just said like "fuck off," but um, all right. a couple their couple bigger their couple of their big guys on the offensive line are hurt, uh, possibly for the season, and I think it's very easily, I can very easily see it just all come crushing down, and and Jason Garrett finally getting booed after not having any playoff wins ever. Basically. Or one playoff win in like freaking like eight years as a coach.
0: I can see Jerry Jones getting uh you know, sick of not winning and losing and just I don't know. He's the, of... I don't
1: know. I don't know if he's gonna be too busy defending Papa John or whatever. <laughs> First of all, Papa John's, I don't care what the fuck you did, your pizza's terrible.
0: Like that's the worst. I think that's the worst crime is your pizza's terrible. So don't that's eat fair. that pizza. We live in New Jersey. Like we're close 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 enough to New York City to get good pizza. Don't ever get Papa John's concur starts. so um <laughs> my uh i i, I could see that actually absolutely happening i uh, i was looking at jason garrett i was like yeah maybe but i uh i think with dirk cutter um also very uh saints eagles choice. Steelers, bears falcons those are their first five games very possibility they end up zero and five and cutter is gone right boom done yep. okay. sure. yeah done all right brian go ahead
2: <laughs> i had both jason garrett and Dirk cutter <laughs> written down Nice um, but in a twist, Ooh. I'm saying no coaches are fired until the end of the season.
0: Wow, I doubt that, but that's bold, okay, yeah, I doubt it too that's bold. <laughs> <laughs> All right good, I
2: just think I don't know i, I think the amount of lease Jason Garrett has already gotten and not gotten fired, yeah. I think they're going they'd wait until off season to do it um, same thing with Hugh Jackson, I mean he's gotten one in. 31 and hasn't got fired. so I think Marvin Lewis, too, leash. is another guy
0: I thought about. Marvin Lewis just gets extensions. He doesn't get fired. Yeah. He gets extensions. That's all
2: that happens. Um, Todd Bowles it would be hard to fire a coach with a rookie quarterback. It's like you don't want that. I don't think he's a bad coach. He just gets shit on by um, New York fans a lot. If they were going to fire
1: Bowles, it would have been before the draft.
2: Yeah. So I guess Dirk Carter is probably the biggest one. But he's only been there two years. There's also Vance Joseph in Denver, but that's only been one year, and I don't think the team's going to be bad.
0: They almost fired him before the season, like, well like before. Like, if they didn't do it then, I don't think they'll do it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a lot of situations where I think there will be coaching changes. I just think they're going to wait until week 17 is over. Oh, gosh. All right. Interesting.
1: And then the last prediction, easy one, Super Bowl champs. Uh, I see Anthony and I have the same one, the Vikings. Brian, what do you got?
2: See, I like, I think the Vikings are uh, a very popular pick right now. I am going with the Packers. Ooh.
3: Ooh.
2: Aaron Rodgers comes back and uh, gets one more. As he's been uh, talked about as the not the best quarterback of the generation, but the most gifted quarterback as a generation. I think he really needs another title to live up to all of his expectations and his hype. Um, I go Packers over Patriots with a Packers Vikings conf- final and a Jags Pats final. Repeat of last year.
3: Ooh,
0: okay, interesting. I like it. I like it. But uh, yeah, that's John. And I said Vikings just because it said it's popular, but they have a good offense and a great defense, so it's tough not to to pick
2: them right now. I'd like to see him win. It would be pretty cool. For i go to minnesota losses. visit the in-laws and go to a parade if they want <laughs> <That'd be laughs> that crazy. would be the
1: coldest parade oh ever. my god that's really <laughs> cold they gotta
0: do the parade inside the stadium um all right so want to just go quickly through a couple games
2: sure why did i say in-laws i meant um well are in-laws all family members or just parents i
3: think
1: traditionally just parents but you can just say like
0: Extended family. significant others family. Sure, yeah. Extended, extended family.
1: family. There you go. All right. Uh, let's go to some games. I guess we're only gonna do a, we're <laughs> only g- we're only gonna, only gonna do a few. Uh, let's start with the the Thursday night game, the kickoff game, just in a, a few short tantalizing days. Oh my god, it's so close! Uh, Falcons at Eagles. Brian has already said that he thinks the Eagles will stumble out of the gate. I agree. Ooh. Okay. I, do. I mean.
0: I don't want them to. I want the Falcons to get crushed.
1: Usually, well, yeah, I mean, usually the uh, the team that starts off, the home team, usually uh, carries the night and uses all that emotion from the banner raising well, and everything. the Patriots
0: lost last year. Did they? Yes. To the oh, Chiefs. to the Chiefs. And I think only besides that was it the Giants who lost their, their opener, I believe, since that, since this whole Thursday thing has started. Um it's possible. I have to, I'd have to look through. But, um, yeah, so the Patriots did lose last year, and Chiefs came out strong. And it's the very possibility that Falcons also come out strong, you know? I mean, those Eagles, man, uh, they're looking a little beat up.
1: I mean, Foles are starting, no Jeffrey. I mean, they're...
0: I think Foles' magic is over.
1: I think their defensive line is going to wreck havoc on on the Falcons.
0: I'd like to see that. Um but I just think the Falcons are going to get some, uh, some revenge from last year. You know, that playoff game that came down to the wire. Oh my God. They,
1: they threw the, that was the worst goal line plays I've, I've seen.
0: And that interception before half and everything just sort of went downhill for the Falcons in that game. But yeah, I just think the Falcons are going to come through. Um, Brian, do you have any, like, um, beside the, the fact that the Eagles are going to start off slow, do you have any, um, you know, anything to say about the game players wise?
2: Um, I'll give my score prediction of 27 to 13. Falcons? Yes. Wow. I just think it's a good game for the Falcons. Again, Eagles think they will still have a good season. I just, I really think they're going to, uh, Nick Foles is going to trip over himself this game. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know many predictions. I really, Ertz and Aguilar on that offense I like as guys um, this week, but besides that, I'm not sure. I have a hard time starting any of the Eagles' running backs until I see how it's going to play out.
0: Yeah, as I'm saying, like that's why I would definitely sit um, JG. I can't I can never say his name, um, but yeah, I think if there's one or a couple of players that you'd want to start, obviously, I think, or who's going to have a good game, I think. I think Julio's going to have a nice game to start the season, uh, make his uh, make his owners really happy, and. I I was gonna actually put Tevin Coleman as a nice weird start in uh in the receiving game, getting a few receptions. Uh but yeah, I think the Falcons are gonna win though and not happy about that. And yeah, I I have a tough time starting many Eagles this week. Um it's it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough one. I think it's a rough opener. So I'm excited to see it though. I'm I'm like chomping at the bit to watch some friggin' real football. So Mm -hmm. um I don't care what happened, I'm just happy that football's back on Thursday. Um, John, anything or you wanna move on to no, this? No
1: let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Um we got a I feel like this game, it's a a tale of two players. It's the Jaguars at the Giants, Jalen Ramsey versus Odell Beckham. Just marquee matchup, probably the best two players at their positions. And I think it's gonna be really fun to watch. Those I think you so. guys go
0: at it. I think uh I think there's going to be a couple, um, couple scrubs. A couple of them going, like, you know, like scrubs. They're going to go at it. They're going to, like, you know, mm-hmm. pushing each other. Jeff Jaw. Yeah, you know, going back and forth. Um, I think Odell will get the best of Jalen Ramsey for at least, you know, some, like, over the middle. You know, because Odell Beckham's not the guy who just goes 40 yards and catches a pass. Like, he makes something out of nothing. Which makes Eli look even better when he, you know, catches a seven yard pass and goes 60. Um, but I think Odell will get the best of Ramsey in the end zone for at least one catch um, for a touchdown. and um, But it's going to be fun to watch. Like you said, it's going to be the, the premier players, their just going at each other. That's what it's all about. And watching Saquon Barkley see what he can do against a tough Jaguars um,
2: defense. I'm interested to see that. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be scuffles because like, I think these guys respect each other. I could see them like uh, – like I just – The Norman situation was weird because I don't know if he was yet respected as a top guy, and he kind of made his name off of that. But uh, I think these two just respect each other, and they're going to be jawing back. But I don't know if they're going to get into like a physical thing.
0: I don't mean like scuffle, scuffle, but I mean like they're going to really like be. I think they're going to be each other's face. I think it's going to be like you know Ramsey's going to put his hands on Beckham, and Beckham's going to be trying to move it away. And I think they're just going to get no, just the emotion. I think is going to get. Involved, they do not have no punches thrown or anything like crazy yeah. like that. But I think, like I said, they do respect each other. I'm, I'm sure they do. So.
2: This is a hard game for me to predict, but if there's one thing I do know, it's that um, the Giants let up a lot of yards on the grounds. So, like I really like Barnett. Think he's gonna maybe have a two touchdown game, hundred yard two touchdown game, just a real nice start to the season, and. um Tight end wise, Austin Safarian Jenkins is getting in the end zone.
0: Uh oh, they're gonna call it back. Oh, <laughs> they're gonna call it back because that's, that's... And he, yeah, and then they're gonna call it back. So. so
2: you're not gonna see it on the score. So two touchdowns <laughs>
0: for Jenkins, both get called back. That's Well <laughs> Yeah,
2: well, if there's if there's one true outcome we know about the Giants, um, they can't guard tight ends. It yeah. just will always be that way. It's always been that way. Something about. New York football giants cannot cover so, tight ends. So
0: there it is, man. For your for your daily football, uh daily fantasy sleeper tight end. Cheap price probably. Austin Safarian Jenkins. There you go. You save some money and then you can spend it on other players. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think i gonna go I think the Jaguars are gonna win this in a close one. I think it's gonna be twenty one seventeen
1: Jags. Okay. Um let's go on to the uh, Texans at the Patriots. Uh, rematch of the shootout where Deshaun Watson, uh, burst onto the scene last year. The Patriots. You really need
0: a drop for that burst. Uh, nah, uh,
1: it's too late now. You I got nothing. Um, listen, I, I already said I, I like Lamar Miller th- this game that the Patriots take a while to, to gather their defense. I like him. I like Hawkins and Watson, obviously. Um, the Patriots, you gotta go all in on Chris Hogan this week. Hogan, Um, obviously, you know, Brady and, and Gronk. For the running backs though, they're, James, I feel like James White's been picking up a bit of steam recently. Do we still, are, are we, do we like him more than Sony Michelle and Rex, or just Sony Michelle or one of them?
0: I'd still like Rex over James White, but White's always that guy, you never know, you're gonna, you, he'll go away for five games, but then, have one game where he catches twelve balls for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Like it's just, it's, it's he's so hard, so hard to predict. I think earlier on in the season, I would go with someone more like a Rex Burkhead, who you know is going to get a good amount of carries and should just see. And and we'll see a lot of I think goal line work.
2: Yeah, White. It's it's weird with White because it's like, oh, is the game really important, or is it something where the Patriots really need to hurry and score some points? Then let's put in White because for some reason he's so good. But we don't like to play him unless it's a real big situation. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. I don't understand why White's not just in there a lot. Um, He obviously can pass block. He can obviously catch passes. He's very good in the red zone. But, yeah, he'll just disappear for weeks. And then when it's a big game or a big situation, they'll constantly use him.
0: Yeah. So you'll miss your first week using James White. Because no one will play him when he goes off his first time. So yeah, I wouldn't.
2: I would start Burkhead though. Yeah. I don't think I wouldn't put him on the bench until you can see that he's not getting the volume. Yep. I, I everybody thinks he's going to have a good year. You probably drafted him in your flex spot. Well, I, throw him in there.
1: Yep, I agree. Okay. Um. Let's go on. Let's the final game that we'll talk about quickly is two of our. Oh, guess most oh,
2: before we go what? on Texans Will Fuller long touchdown you think? Not this week. Not this week? Nope. Okay.
1: All right. Um two of our most hyped teams I guess that we both like from the AFC West Chiefs at the Chargers. Ah! Um I can see this one being also another another high scoring game in the uh, 30,000 seat StubHub Center oh, Soccer sh- Stadium. Shoot out of the week. Oh shit.
2: <laughs> Forgot about it. Uh oh! Bring it back.
1: <laughs> I would go Texans Patriots. Yeah, shootout. I'm
2: going with the last game as a shootout of the week. Now I'm going this one based on last year.
1: Um, I mean for the Chiefs, pretty much. Do you start Watkins? I mean, is that the only question on that on um, that offense?
0: I think he is. Depending on how your team is laid out, depending on how deep your league is, Watkins could be a nice play. But for a nice play, I mean. Two catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Like, you better hope he gets that long touchdown, which Mahomes can 100% do. But, that is, you're really banking on that. Cause that's what Watkins is. He's not gonna be a guy who catches six, seven catches a game. He's just not gonna happen. So, if you want that, that, you know, golden ticket that's gonna get you that one possible long touchdown, then that's, that's Watkins.
2: Right? Yeah, I, I don't know if I like him until I know what his, Role is in the offense. Yeah, that's fair, very fair. Um, and there, there... I mean, it's going to be like that first week. I a lot of these guys you drafted to possibly be your flex player, who I'm sure Watkins isn't one of the first two receivers you drafted. Hope not. Um, go with guys who had more, de- who had defined roles last year. They might not have the ups, the seasonal upside, um but they had a defined role. They were scoring twelve points a game last year. Choose that guy in your flex. Choose the Burkhead who had this defined, <laughs> this defined role. Right, Sorry, just the way you're right. like to, I know the Burkhead. It sounds bad. Um, who had the defined role over the guy that you picked? Thinking he'll probably, he might have a good season, but you don't know what his role is yet. Give it, a, give it a week. Why not? Why not just see what his role is? There
1: you go. Sage advice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for the Chargers, I mean, no surprises there. You're not.
0: Well, Mike Williams. How do you feel about him?
1: Not yet. Not yet? Not yet.
0: Alright. Like I said,
1: too early to tell for him.
0: And obviously Austin Eckler. Too early. Too early to tell. Yeah. Um, what about a deep, deep league, uh, if you play as Antonio Gates, if you're like desperate?
1: Yeah, I can see it. I mean, we know they are, we, are, we know Antonio Gates' role there, we know him and Philip Rivers have that connection. So, so,
0: so, yeah. so if he plays, you know, long shot possibility, you know, 14, 16 team league maybe, you're desperate tight end, a possibility for a red zone, a couple red zone targets. So that's basically what he is now.
2: I have a decision between Philip Rivers and Andrew Luck going against the Bengals. That is, um, really, you know, trying my first week patience because I can't, I can't get it down. I think
3: I'd
1: play Rivers. Yeah, I think so too. I think they might give like work Luck in slowly,
0: and that's I think a better matchup. Um, I think Chargers are at home too. Or are they? Are they away? They're at home. They're home, so I like that. So are the Colts. I know, but I like. I if if, the, if they were playing an Arrowhead, I would have been a little less bullish on Rivers. Um, just to have that home field in Los Angeles, I think feels nice. And I like you said, luck may not be able. They might they might let them throw thirty five, forty times a game. You know, early on, and that's I think that's a tougher defense in Cincinnati mm-hmm. than in uh, Kansas City. So,
2: all right. It's gonna take me until I'm sure you're gonna flip flop until Sunday morning. Out. Yeah,
0: Sunday twelve thirty, you'll be good. Um, all right, so those are four games this week. We'll probably try and get a little more um, insight next week as we go, as we won't have predictions and all those you know things going on. Um, but for now, I think we did those uh, those games, what? and uh, I think we're on to our uh, second to last segment. Oh right? yeah, let's
1: go on to our favorite game show: Win John's Heart. And I think we need like a like a studio audience like clapping sound effect. I, I could probably get that. Yeah. Um, same thing as last week. As last week, I got some guys. I asked them which would they rather. I circled one. If they if they get the guy that I picked, they get a point. If not, they get no points. All right, let's do this. All right, first one is the biggest one that's on everyone's mind. We kind of answered this at the beginning of the episode, but might as well go over it again. Alfred Moore's versus Map Rita.
0: All right, Brian, you won last week, so you want to go first or you want to defer?
2: I will – I'll go first. All right. Um, right. I'm going to go with Morris. Uh, Brita's coming off a little bit of a preseason injury. Um, they already kind of are hinting at Morris as the starter. I like Brita's long-term impact, um, but I think this game they're going to play it a little safe. Um. I don't really see either of them getting that much room to run this week, though. I, I mean, I would go neither if I uh, yeah. if I was making a decision, but if I have to make a decision, it's Morris.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Um, as we discussed earlier, it's, it's a tough game versus Vikings, and you're probably going to try and not play either of them if you have the opportunity. Um, but if you're forced, uh, Morris is a guy. He will probably see the goal line looks. And I also think um, it's just better um, earlier. Like, I think he's gonna get the early work over Breda. Like you said, he's coming in off an injury, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Morris.
1: So, okay, you you guys both get the point. I agree with you. I think it was pr- pretty much said the same thing at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, had a feeling. All right, uh, we're gonna stick with the 49ers, and let's go Marquis Goodwin versus Pierre Garcon. And I know it's a tough matchup for the Vikings. So let's go like first half of the season. Which one would you rather have? First half of the
0: season. Um, first half of the season. I think I'm gonna go Garçon. Um He's a proven veteran. He is a guy who knows how to work in a Shanahan offense. He did not get the the reps last year with Garoppolo because he was already injured by the time he came uh, to the team. But I think his uh, his leadership, his great route running, good hands, uh, will provide him, especially in PPR leagues, I think with more value than Goodwin for the first half of the season.
2: As much as I'd like to say Garcon, because he's my first uh, receiver off the bench in my league, um, I'm going to go with Goodwin just because I saw his connection with Jimmy Garoppolo last year. I still think there's um, there's upside that both of them are good, and they both can carve out a nice wide receiver two slash three roll for themselves but uh if we're saying who ends up with the most yards at the end of the season type thing or the first half of the season i go goodwin brian
1: you get the point I knew that was oh yeah <laughs> i knew that was happening um all right next one is go ahead john all right uh Just next one is headphones. not teammates but we got lamar miller facing off against Patriots, and just, I guess, like, first half season long versus uh, JGG going up against the Falcons. So we do doing first half? Yeah, let's do first half. Brian, you go first this time.
2: So it's not just for this game? No, let's,
1: let's do first half outlook.
0: Um, I... I think we'll switch it up next week and do for the week, but I think, yeah, I think we'll – let's do.
2: You know, I, I want to say Miller because of all of his uh, – opportunities and uh, Donta Foreman being out. Um, I think Ajay is just a better running back. Uh, so I'm going to Jay. I think he's just the better back. I'm going with the better back.
0: I think he's a better back as well, but I'm going to go with Miller based on, I don't know how they're going to work that offense, um, running offense in Philly. And as you stated, they're going to come uh, stumbling out of the gate. I think Houston might come out of the gate a little better. So even though I don't like Miller as much as a running back, I think he's going to have uh, the lion's share of the carries because no one else is around to take him. So I think he just
1: has more opportunity, which means I think more, more points. And you know what, Anthony? You know what that means? What I mean? You get the point. Yes. All right, we're tied 1-1. Uh, next one is Devontae Parker versus Marvin Jones Jr. Anthony. Devontae
0: Parker versus... Marvin Jones Jr.
1: Both kind of the second options.
0: I'm going Marvin Jones. Um, Devontae Parker is another one of those yearly darlings that everyone expects to constantly break through and be good and blah, blah, blah. Um, It's never going to happen. I'm sorry, Devontae Parker. Um, You lost out on your contract to Albert Wilson, um, who is not a really good wide receiver. So it's just not going to happen for you this year or ever in Miami. Marvin Jones has shown he can do it. Um, yeah, he got to work with Golden Tate on the other side. Um, also, uh, a young Kenny Galladay who, you know, showed some, a little bit of promise last year. But Marvin Jones, man, when he, he's been needed in that offense, he can catch a deep ball. He can run some quick routes. He's pretty much all over the field. I'm going to take Marvin Jones over, over Parker.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure that this is much of even a decision. Uh, I think Marvin Jones gets it easily. I do think there's going to be some negative regression. I don't think he's going to catch eight long touchdown passes again. But even if there is regression, I just don't see this being much of a competition between uh, Jones and Parker. So I'm going Jones as well.
1: I agree with you. Congratulations. And now we're all tied up going to the last one.
2: Oh.
1: Cameron Brate versus OJ Howard. Let's go rest of season because I have no idea what this Really? Go, so, Brian, me.
0: you go first since I went first last.
2: All right. I'm going to go opposite of Anthony. I'm going to O.J. Howard. I didn't say anything year. yet. I didn't say anything. How do you know you're going opposite <laughs> of me? <laughs> second year for the tight end, for the massively skilled tight end who shined in the chances he did get last year. Um, tight end is kind of a slow starting position. I know Evan Ingram had a good year, uh, cause, mostly because the whole in- offense was injured, and he just got uh, vaulted to the number one option on that offense with everybody out. But so I, it, it takes a little time for the tight end to come on. So I think OJ Howard is going to carve himself a nice little role on the offense and um, wrestle that tight end one spot away from Braid.
0: All right. Well, let me preface this by saying I know I'm going to lose um, because John, is, I'm assuming probably picked OJ Howard. Um, since this is for the full season – and Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback week five. I don't care what Dirk Cutter says because you might not even be the, the coach week five. Um, Jameis Winston likes Cameron Brait much more than Ryan Fitzpatrick does. And the moment he gets back, it's going to be the Evans and Brait show. And that's it. So as long as Winston stays healthy, as long as Brait stays healthy, it's starting week five, it's going to be the Brait and Evans show. And Break may, may be below Howard before that that. That week five starts, but once that that uh once week five passes, it's all bright. So I'm going into the season. can of break more than OJ Howard.
1: And for the second week in a row, Brian wins my heart.
0: As I knew, Woo! as I knew, Woo! but I can't go against my boy. So can't go against him. I'll take I'll take the L for that.
1: Yeah, I, to be honest, like I I have no idea what them, so I was kind of asking to see what you guys thought about that. Um, all right, let's go on to our final segment. It is the return of Brian's. Two-minute warning. Brian, are you are you ready with the text messages?
2: Put me on the clock. Are you ready? Yes, put, put me on the clock. All
1: right. All right, ready, set, go.
2: The Bills gave up 124 yards per game on the ground last year, fourth in the NFL. They didn't improve much in that category. They're also starting Nathan Peterman. I see Baltimore having two stars in the first week of fantasy after being pretty irrelevant last year. Alex Collins and their defense. The Raiders just lost Khalil Mack. I don't really know who's on their defense besides that. Rams had the highest scoring offense last year. Could they have five starters with over 15 points in this game? Gurley, Goff, Woods, Cup, and Cooks? Maybe. (laughs) Sam Darnold era begins in Detroit.
3: That's, John's, that's it. Safety blanket, sorry, <laughs>
2: John's safety blanket theory is put to the test for his favorite team. Can Anthony's favorite player, Clive Walford, find redemption and have two catches purely off the back of John's theory that rookies throw to tight ends? No, probably not because he was cut. Oh. <laughs> built Anthony up <laughs> uh, I do think, though, that Bilal Powell will have over 50 yards through the air. Nice little dump-offs. Beckham vs. Ramsey, Joker vs. Batman. What a week Got one matchup. But will there be fireworks on the field that aren't touchdowns or interceptions? I don't see it. Ramsey's a trash talker, but these guys seem to like each other and respect each other. Trash will be talked, but I predict a civilized game between the two. Seahawks-Broncos, two teams being written off this year as their dominant Super Bowl squads were so 2014. And 15-13, you know. (laughs) Those years. But do these two teams have some juice left in the tank? Wilson and Keenum, and Keenum will battle it out for two teams I believe finish 9-7, and seven, surprising all the naysayers, say-nayers, and all the other fake players out there. I say one of these two makes the playoffs. Luck is back after two years off. Rogers is back after one. Can they take their places back atop the fantasy leaderboards? Why the heck not? Rogers finishes first, and Luck finishes second. Oh
0: time.
3: Was that your last that one? That was it. That oh, was last
0: one. we basically got. I, I think we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. We got that last, the last, um, uh, sentence out right, right at the, uh,
2: the buzzer. So I got a little, um, I got a little stumbled on the Sam Darnold era begins. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I was like, is that, that
0: it? <laughs> like, that's all I have to say about that. Um, okay, you didn't say that was the last, <laughs> last segment, but really quickly we didn't go through our boys. oh
1: well that's it's just like the ending. It's not the sec. It's not a segment. Oh, okay. All right, and segment. since. We finished our last segment. You Sorry.
3: know what that means. Alright,
1: time for boys, boys, boys. That's nice. Now I don't have to edit that into the podcast anymore. No. It's pretty sweet. Um, Alright. Uh, I mean, Brian, do you want to go first since you kind of went last for all the other stuff? Sure.
2: Um, are we doing one at a time or am I doing both my boys? One at a time. Okay, so my first boy, who is written down. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, no. <laughs> do you want to go? Brian's ready
1: can... to go. No, right, I'm good. good. I'm good.
2: Going, <laughs> I, ready just, I just mentioned it in my two-minute warning, so I'll just expand on him a little. I'm going with Bilal Powell. I, um, I, I think he will be Darnold's safety blanket this game. I think he's going to catch uh, about six passes for 50 yards. Maybe another 20 on the ground. Really not that many ground points, but if you are in a PPR league, I think you get you something like 13 points, 14, something like that.
3: Okay.
1: Sounds good to me. Anthony?
0: Me? I'm going to stick with the running back uh, thing that Brian started. I'm going to say Alex Collins, as Brian mentioned in his uh, two-minute uh, drill, that that off the Ravens offense versus that um, in week one versus the Bills I think is going to go off. Um, I think you said that. Maybe you didn't. Um, I, think
2: did. I said the Bills had uh, a very bad rushing defense last year. They did.
0: I remember that game was the saying That was crazy. Um, anyway, um, they're on a run-first offense. Uh, Alex Collins should be getting the bulk of those carries, and if they lean heavy on him, which I believe they should, he should get over 100 total yards, and I'm thinking two touchdowns this week. Alex Collins is gonna wreak havoc on the Buffalo Bills.
1: Alright, uh my first boy is also a running back by the name of Dion Lewis playing at the Miami Dolphins. He's going off at forty nine hundred on DraftKings. Um
0: oh, we got points though. The values over here. Nice, I like it.
1: Well, I'm just saying just like, you know, we're trying to stick to kind of value picks. No, I get it, I get it. Um Dolphins defense was really bad against the run and pass catching running backs. I think he gets like forty five rushing yards and like 65 or 75 pass-catching yards, and at least one TD, possibly two. Not too
0: bad, not too bad.
1: I like
2: like it. All right, my second and final boy is going to be Jack Doyle. I like him for, uh, I'd say, eight catches, 75 yards. Nice, nice game. Uh, Maybe a touchdown, too. I think... um, because Luck hasn't really unleashed uh, his full repertoire yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll let him go in the first game. Maybe they were just holding him back for the preseason. Hold but he – um, all reports were that they just kind of have been upping his velocity little by little, upping his length of throw little by little. He didn't really – I don't know if he threw, threw or completed a pass more than 25 yards in the preseason. He, I, so I think it's going to be um, – Another dump off city. Both of my <laughs> boys this week are going to be the kings of the dump. The dump,
0: so, Dumpers.
2: <laughs> so I like Jack Doyle. Uh, eight catches, 75 yards. Wow, eight catches. I like it. All right, All right my second
0: one is, that's funny you went to the tight end because I also went with a tight end to my second boy, and I went with Jimmy Graham. This is uh, his first game as a Packer in the regular season. It is at Lambeau, and he will get his first Lambeau Leap. Uh, it's just going to be, this is it. We all worry that every time we talk about a big tight end coming to Green Bay, it never works out. This is the first time it's going to work out. And he is going to go for 5 for 75,
1: one touchdown, get that leap, and he's going to love it. It's going to be great in Green Bay. I am going to break up the tight end. Well, fast over here. I'm going with Cameron Meredith versus the Bucks. They were the worst. They gave up the most uh, points to wide receivers last year. He's only at 4,100. He's still the number two receiver uh, on the Saints. He catches at least one 70-yard mm, touchdown. He'll go for like five at for like – At least one. At least
0: one. Maybe oh, two 70-yard right, right, well, well, right, touchdowns. He'll catch
1: one 70-yard touchdown. So he'll go for like five for like 120 or something like that. Um, and he's yeah, Like I said, he's only 4,100 on DraftKings. Worth the, worth the flex play. DraftKings bargain hunt over here. I like it. That's literally what the – Purpose of the segment? Is. No, it isn't. It's our boys. It's our boys. Our boys. Yeah, boys. bargain boys. It's oh, oh, boys. Bargain boys. Yeah. <laughs> some cheap boys. <laughs> All right, so that does it for our a packed game. week one episode. Uh, I am pumped for football. You guys, as you can tell, we've oh got my free, god, we
0: close on two hours. We getting in on here. Yeah. All
1: right. Um, yeah. I awesome. have to. I have to go do a draft now. Um, so follow us on Twitter at fantasy underscore lens. Uh, on IG at Fantasy Lens Pod. On Facebook, Fantasy Lens. Yeah, I'm so happy doing these end of things. Yeah, you end, go. End look, of, I love it. I love it. I love things. it.
0: FantasyLensPod.com, baby. New oh my website. God. No way. Yeah,
2: John's been taking happy pills over yeah, here.
0: Yeah, I shove them. Yeah, so it's like putting his water. He doesn't know. Ooh. Um, but yeah, no. So, yeah, follow us and everything. And look, what are we, three days out? Yeah. Three days out. Woo. We're going to be football, baby. Finish them drafts. Have fun and get ready for week one, baby. Cause we'll be Football, back next week. Baby. Peace. Football.